Hey guys, welcome back to the Homework Assignment Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Patino. Today we have a great show lined up for you guys. We are going to be doing a Q&A. We have pulled some questions from different social media platforms. Um, just trying to pull up some questions that, you know, we're really wondering what you guys are thinking, what questions you guys may have. Um, obviously, there's a ton of topics we can dive deeper into, other topics we haven't even discussed yet. So uh, we have a great show lined up and we're really excited to kind of get open discussion going. So question number one. All right. So question number one is, as you restructure your business from home remodeling and additions and geared towards custom home building, what are you, what are some fundamental changes or obstacles you need to overcome? So for those of you guys that do not know, um, the last or I guess the first you know, part of Elder's life, we've been doing a lot of home remodels and um, uh, additions, so renovations and additions and stuff and, and, and commercial as well, um, but residential has been kind of our main focus. And as we've grown um, and have gained more experience and and whatnot, we've, we've been able to kind of see where exactly we want to go. When I first started Elder, the vision for me was simply freedom. I wanted to, I loved business. I loved, um, you know, my father had a business growing up. And so for me, I mainly just wanted to be an entrepreneur because I was able to see the freedom that came with that if you did it successfully. Right. And, um, and also, you know, the, all the other benefits, right. I mean, money is a good, good benefit to have. And, um, I think for me, mostly, I just wanted to be able to, you know, I, I've seen, I used to watch movies. Um, well, I still watch movies a lot. I'm a big movie goer. So, but in some movies growing up, I, I recall seeing, you know, these fathers that, you know, were super busy, whether it was a, you know, low income job, high income job, didn't really matter. But um, a lot of times there's, you know, these moments in these movies where the daughter had a, um, I, I guess I can uh, put it on jingle all the way for those of you that have seen that movie. Um, and with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was, you know, a corporate or he had a mattress business or something like that, but his son had a karate um, thing and he was just so busy and he, he couldn't make it to that. And that may, I mean, I, I think it comes in different forms for him. He, he, I think he ran his own business. So he had the opportunity to set his priorities straight and did it. And then there's the other form of people who, you know, have a job that they have to report to at a certain time. And so, you know, if there's a dance recital or something that comes up for one of their children, they're not able to go because their boss won't let them have that time off. I did not want to be there on any of those uh, sides. So for me, I really just wanted to dive into business and that kind of took off where I started in landscaping, went to, you know, construction and I already had a background in construction. So um, the love for construction didn't really begin to well, it started to grow once I got into it, but now at this point, like my passion is in construction. I love everything about it. Um, you know, the design, the build, uh, dealing with the clients, the systems that we have to have in the background. And so to kind of get back on, on track, what, what happened is, is as we grew, right, you get more employees and more, you know, your team grows, you get um, bigger jobs as you go on, your reputation grows, right? So it leads to the point of becoming, you know, a company that, you know, hits the uh, custom home building or the luxury part. I mean, there's only so, you know, you have to go and grow and grow, grow, and then you get to a point where that's the next step. And that's kind of where we are, um, or at least where we want to go. I guess we could have, we could stay specializing where we're at, but um, I'm not trying to be 
we're not trying to be a company that is just, you know, on volume. Um, we want to be able to leave a legacy, build a name for ourselves, reputation, and do some amazing projects, um, things that you don't see typically every day. And, um, and that's, you know, driven by that passion that we have. So as we have grown, you know, made it to, you know, a mid-tier company, um, as far as revenue goes um, and the type of projects we've been in, the next step that we're taking is we're going into that high-end luxury uh, custom building, custom home remodeling, uh, development part. So it's been an interesting uh, transition and it's still going on. Um, and with this transition comes all new systems, procedures, um, even new softwares. Um, we're, we're doing something that, you know, it's different. Like now we have a, a 3D LiDAR scanning camera that goes in and, you know, scans the entire property. And it's there's a lot more marketing involved. And a lot of our clientele isn't, you know, these people on Facebook anymore that, you know, are looking for recommendation on a bathroom remodel. Now, we still get those and we still do them if, if you know, we can vet the customer and the, and the lead well enough to know that they can afford us. Because obviously with a lot more overhead, we, we can't just do... Um, jobs where there's no money or not enough money involved. So, um, you know, with, with all of that, it's been a little chaotic, but it's it's been an organized chaos, right? There's been a vision. There's been steps that have been taken. There's, you know, the way the information is being hammered in and quickly, I might add, um, it's been taken very well. Um, I think it's been organized in, in that matter. And, um, you know, talking about some of the difficulties that come into that is, you know, we've had habits, right? When you build a company or when you do anything in life, I mean, you know, we, we end up building habits, right? And sometimes those habits, whether they're good and bad or bad, you know, if, if you have to change them, it can be hard. Um, and so be, you know, having to go through and implement these new procedures and processes, you know, we're having to kick out all those other habits that we've had and adapt or, you know, adopt these new ones. And that's been a little bit of a struggle. I think it's going to continue to be a struggle. We've added more people to our team, more leadership. Uh, we've rearranged how the teams operate. And so I, I know for a fact, I'm, I'm extremely impressed with everybody here in our company, um, you know, our entire team and how they're taking this and how they're responding to it. Um, obviously, we're having little bumps here and there and hiccups, but everybody knows where we're going. We're all on the same page and we're all doing what we have to and you need to to be able to get there. Um, but like with any transition, there's going to be lots of ups and, and lots of downs. And I think for me, um, I I know I'm kind of just like pushing this on and there, there wasn't, you know, let's talk about transitions for a second, right? I mean, when you know you need to make a change, um, I think there's a couple ways you can go about it. You can go a very slow and planned route, which some people, you know, think that's the best way, right? Or that'll work for them. And then there's other people like me that I've been and I've operated a different way my whole life and it's worked for me. So I have no reason to not operate like, like this anymore. And that is, I just go and run into the fire. Um, I, I get into what I got to, and then I figure it out along the way sometimes. And that's not to say I do not plan. I definitely do plan, but at the same time, there's never a good moment to do it. Every moment you have is a good moment to do it. We talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Um, the last one we just on episode 10, and that is, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know what? I need to, I, I probably need to wait to do this until I get here. Um, or, you know, I'm a hundred steps away from being able to do what I want to do. Or, you know, if we talk about home life, like we talked about in episode 10, like 
you know, maybe I should wait till my career is a little bit more available before I have kids, or maybe I should wait till this happens before I, you know, get married. And, and so what happens is that commit, that commitment point takes forever to hit. And then it gets further and further away. Um, especially without a well-organized plan. Well, for me and what's worked for me is I know what I want and I'm a little impulsive and, um, I've worked on that, but also I don't think it's a bad thing to have a little bit of impulsivity. And I, you know, I, I do that. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this now. We're going to do it now. Let's get it done. And Hey, what best, what's the best idea we have right now? How can we do this? We're, you know, what can we do about it? And, and we just kind of dive into it. And so that's kind of how we've handled this transition as well as, you know, wake up one morning. I'm like, okay, this is where we need to go. This is where we're already heading. We're already getting the client that, you know, the clientele that we need for this. We already have the resources. We already have the experience and, you know, we're missing a software here. We're missing a procedure here. Well, let's go fill those in and let's dive into it. There's no better time to start than now. Um, and if you wait too long, sometimes that kind of kills the vision, kills the dream and you never even end up getting there. So, I think for me, the transition is we all are aware that transitions come um, with many forms of hiccups and variables, but at the end of the day, those variables can can be fought back with solutions. And, you know, like we talked about, you know, before is that you're always going to run into problems, okay? You can run into the problem of not growing or you can run into the problems that come with growing. Which one's better? Well, for us, we want to go somewhere. We have a vision and we know what we want to do. So we accept the problems that come with growing, with transition and new processes and procedures. And we're, we're aware of them. We don't fear them and we're ready for them. So I think for me, I th that's kind of how that transition is going. And we're super excited. So for those of you guys that you know, didn't know before, we are now going into custom home remodeling, renovations, commercial as well, um, as well as uh, custom new builds. And we're really excited to uh, be a part of the game and show the world and show our clients what we're capable of. And um, yeah, we're, we're super excited. All right, you ready for question two? Yep. All right. <clears throat> How do you transmute negative events or setbacks into a positive experience? So, Oh, negative experiences. I, um, last week we went up to, we had a, a, a summit out in Austin, Texas. And so, um, it was my birthday and I decided to, uh, me and my wife decided to go, to all go together. So went up there, went with, um, my father-in-law, Jed, who also is part of our team here at Elder and my, my mother-in-law. And then my, my two daughters and my wife. So, you know, it was, I was thinking about flying from Phoenix to Austin, but then I was like, okay, it's going to be about $5,000 for tickets. It's kind of a waste, um, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, obviously I started looking for other, you know, and see if there's cheaper flights and stuff, because that's just how I am. So I uh, decided, hey, it would be a little fun to go on a little road trip, drive to Vegas, hop on a flight there, which was literally a fifth of the price. Um, and then we get that road trip experience with our daughters. We love traveling. I love driving. My wife loves driving. So for us, it was like, that's perfect. We didn't want to drive 15 hours with our three-year-old and two-year-old, but six hours or five and a half hours to a family member's house who actually lives in Vegas uh, would be fun. And then hopping on a flight early morning, uh, 6 a.m. going from Vegas to Austin was going to be pretty fun. So that's what we did. And everything went good. Everything went to plan. We, you know, drove um, to to Vegas, and from Arizona, you go through a little town called Wickenburg. Had to do a little bathroom break there, and uh, ran into one of our workers because we have a job going on there. So that was kind of a cool little coincidence. Um, 
And from there, we get to Vegas at like 9, 9.30, I believe. And, you know, we chat a little bit with our, with our family that we have up there. And from there, we went to sleep. Now, before I continue the story, I want you guys to keep in mind that every morning, my alarm is set at 5, 5.30. Um, and if, it, if I don't wake up then to my alarm, I'm already up because I couldn't sleep for some reason. So I am an early bird. I've been that way since I was a child. I love waking up early. I hate sleeping in. If I sleep until eight o'clock, I feel like I wasted like hours of my life. Um, and I've hated naps, but my wife's kind of got me into a little bit of a nap mode on Sundays when I'm home with the family. And that's mostly because she takes a nap, my daughter's taking a nap. And so I'll go lay down with them. But, um, so I, you know, I'm used to waking up. I, I have a natural alarm clock in my body already and, um, never have ha never have any issues. I think I've woken up at the same time without missing a day or missing a beat for, a, you know, a couple years. And so anyways, you know, how our alarm set, I double checked the alarm because we had to get up at a certain time, be at the airport a couple hours early. And as you can tell where I'm going with the story, or neither my alarm or my wife's went off. So, um, my father-in-law's, you know, knocking on the door and we didn't wake up to that either. So whatever, for whatever reason, <clears throat> I mean, at, at this point we, we kind of feel like it was for a good reason, but we didn't wake up for our flight. So we get to the airport, we're going, we get there and we're trying to get our bags aligned and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I just don't think you're going to make it. I think, you know, you're probably going to miss it, but like, let's try. And then I realized I didn't have my wife's license on me. I left her wallet in the car. And so I'm asking a lady, I'm like, hey, are we going to make it? We're going to make it. And she's like, oh, I don't think you're going to make it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to give it a shot. So I ran, sprinted all the way back to the, the parking lot to get this license you know, huffing and puffing along the way. I don't think I've ran that fast since I was, you know, in high school playing football and uh, make it back only for her to tell me, yeah, you're not going to make it. Sorry, you missed your flight. So we booked a flight for the next morning and then we were stuck in Las Vegas, which isn't the worst place to be stuck in. Um, but I was really disappointed because as you know, this transition that we've been talking about that we're making, there's a lot of things that we're getting into a lot of stuff that we're trying, you know, networking and relationships we're trying to build to be able to get into this, um, this era of our company. And this summit I was going to, um, you know, where we were going to be surrounded by some of the top builders in the entire nation and the knowledge that was going to be irreplaceable, um, and the experience itself, I was going to miss half of that first day. And so I was pretty bummed out and, 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 um, you know, Brad Levitt, who, who is one of the, the people who operate, you know, the, the conference we went to, you know, he's like, Hey, no worries. It's going to be cool. You know, we'll have some one-on-one -on -one time. And so that definitely, you know, eased my mind a little bit, but still it was hard. I, I, you know, my birthday was the next day and this was like something I really wanted to do for my birthday. So, um, I was kind of bummed out and really irritated. Plus, it was chaotic that morning. So, like, all these emotions were kind of, you know, floating around. And we get in the car, load all the bags back up, and we're trying to figure out where we're going to go stay, trying to get a hotel, which is hard to do because check-ins are at four, um, typically, for, you know, hotels and stuff like that. So, um, it took me a minute, but we, we went to, to IHOP to eat breakfast, and I just sat in the, in the car for a second i just had to calm myself down and realign my mind and understand <clears throat> understand or remind myself that things happen for a reason um and you know i was beginning to feel like hey it's a waste at this point i'm gonna miss first half of the day you know miss all these relationship you know moments and meetings and all this stuff and um 
but I was able to kind of calm myself down, realign myself. We ended up getting a hotel, you know, pay a little bit more money to get in there, early check-in. And then we decided to go to this Disney, um, like illumination thing where they, it's just an amazing room. And it's like the entire screen or all the walls are the entire screen. Um, and it was all these different songs from different popular Disney movies. And so I had my daughters with me and it was just, it was a fun interactive experience. And it was honestly a blast. Um, and then kind of going out to eat, being at the resort. We stayed at the Circus Circus for those of you who've been there. Um, so that was kind of cool too. They have an amusement park, arcades, all kinds of stuff there. Um, so we made the best of it. It was honestly a great experience. And even though I was missing the first half of the, you know, the first day of the conference, it didn't matter. We, we made the best of it. And I think that's really important. Um, and that's a, that's a learning lesson for me. Um, I'm not always like that. But sometimes you can't do anything about the bad things that happen in your life. Okay. We live in what I call a fallen world. If you haven't heard that term before, and that is no matter what positive force or faith you believe in, um, things happen in this world because people have free will. So, you know, if, if something bad happens and it's out of your control completely, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. And sometimes it's hard to come to terms with that. And so for this experience, which it wasn't anything grave, obviously, but it was something very important to me and something I was looking forward to for months and planning on and, uh, and whatnot. And so being able to kind of take that moment, realign myself and realize, hey, it doesn't matter what obstacles I'm going to face because I'm going to have more. And this is one of them and can't do anything about it right now. So I'm going to make the best of what I got and I'll be ready for tomorrow. And that's exactly what happened. So woke up, got on the plane you know, running late already. We land in Houston or in uh, Austin, Texas, and then we can't unboard because someone decided to raise their hand to use the restroom. And the pilot's like, hey, if you guys get up and go to the restroom right now, we're not going to be able to dock. They're going to take another plane. And sure enough, that person couldn't hold it, not going to judge, a little irritating, but almost an hour and a half, I think, on on a tarmac just sitting there waiting to undock. So not only did I miss the first half, I also missed an extra hour or two, I think, uh, of that first day. So a little bit of a bummer, but once I got there, once we got involved, it was worth every single penny, moment, you know, obstacle, whatever, you know, feelings of stress, anxiety, it was worth it all. And it made a world of difference for our company and for myself as well. So um, like I said, you can't do anything about the bad things that happen in life, whether the personal or in business. Um, all you can do is look forward and get through it and not sit on it. If you sit, and you sulk in, you know, in that, it's just going to bring you down further and further and further. So the quicker you can realign your mind with what's going on, and even if you don't have a solution, understanding that, hey, right now may not be the time, but I will have that moment where it's going to work. Um, you're going to be able to succeed a lot more often, a lot quicker, and you're going to be able to also recognize those things before they even happen and be able to avoid them, right? So um, I think, yeah, the negative, it's all part of life and we just got to learn how to deal with it. We have to adapt and be ready for it as much as possible. All right. So yeah, question number three. Yes. So question three, how do you correlate faith into your business and home life? All right. So faith, um, I, I think this is, a big thing, obviously, this isn't a um, religious podcast by any means, but we do, we will, and we'll continue, or at least we have um, talked a little bit about faith before, and um, 
I believe in our Savior Jesus Christ first and foremost, and in our Heavenly Father. And and I served a mission in Chile, uh, Santiago. The, the mission was called Santiago East, um, out in South America, and that was an absolutely amazing, insane, and humbling experience all the way around. Um, and I had a plan for my life, and so. My plan was to go to a college out in Utah called LDS Business College, and I wanted to get a degree in business and management and didn't quite know where I wanted to go. Like I said, I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, but didn't quite know what field I was going to specialize in. And so about three months before my mission ended, um, I was in a um, an area called Las Condes, um, and it was one of the richer areas. Um, just kind of give you guys a setting or background. So I went from one of the most dangerous places in all of Chile and all of the country um, called El Castillo, where I saw some really <laughs> insane stuff. I mean, anything you guys can think of from getting a gun pulled on me to watching um, horrible acts of violence transpire right in front of my eyes um, to other really crazy faith-based stuff. You know, all these scary movies you guys go watch. Um, but that could be another podcast for another day. Um, and then I went to this very high-end area where, you know, over here and in most parts of Chile, you know, our church uh, sessions that we had, they're all in Spanish. Well, over here was, you know, richer area. It, I think it was the most developed city in all of South America. And you know, a lot of people from America that moved there, they start the businesses. So there were sessions in English, even um, not just Spanish, because there were so many people, uh, what they call gringos, um, Americans there. And so um, when I got there, you know, I, like I said, I had this plant, I was getting in a, you know, a room set up with someone that I was going to, you know, we were going to live together in a dorm or whatever as students and stuff. And I had this, what we call an impression, I had this impression that I needed to, to return home. Um, and I'm not going to dig into that story, but my mom, you know, I had come to find out my mom was, you know, really bad with drugs and stuff. So that led to me getting her rehab and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, <clears throat> so it was for a good reason that I had that impression. But for, you know, this area that I was in, I was also for the first time training another missionary. And so once you've been on the mission for a little while, you, you become a trainer and you train a new guy who, you know, just started his mission. A mission length is 24 months, it's two years. Um, the women, they serve for 18 months, a year and a half. And so I had this kid from Peru and he, uh, he was awesome and it was just a great experience. But now that I decided that I was going home and I, again, I didn't know why at this moment, but now that I was decided to go, had decided to go home, I had to figure out what I was going to do for work. So, you know, before I left, I wasn't in the, in the best place in my life. And so, and I didn't have very much. So, you know, I, I came home from my mission with literally nothing. Um, I had the shoes that I wore on my mission, which were almost worn through. So, you know, an old ragged suit and a few other, you know, gym clothes and whatnot. And I had nothing when I came home, but I'm, I'm kind of moving ahead there. Um, anyway, so on my mission, every morning we would, you know, we'd have time to exercise. So I would go on a run around the park um, and it was fantastic. And the seasons are opposite. So when it's winter here, it's summer there. So I spent, you know, two Christmases in the heat, you know, 100 degree weather it was really weird. But the 
the mornings that I would go, I would go, we'd run and we'd finally finish our run in this amazing, enormous park, right? Smack dab, pretty much in the center of the city. Um, and I would sit there while my companion would do some stretching and stuff like that. And I, I'd walk into the kind of the middle of this field, take my hoodie back and just stare up at the sky and just talk to, talk to God and basically just telling him, you know, what I wanted to do and let him know that, Hey, this is my plan. Um, I wasn't asking for guidance necessarily. I was letting him know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do about it. And I want you to support me in it. And I want to stop there. Cause I, I do think I'm not a, you know, a professional with you know religion or anything like that. Um, all I have is my experience and what I've been taught in, in my religion. Um, but I know for a fact that going to God with a plan, letting him know what you're going to do and having him basically bless that plan or approve of that plan or um, give you that, you know, his support in that plan is a, a very good way to go about it. And I know that because of the experiences I've had with that. Um, there's been times where I'm like, hey, I don't know what to do. What should I do here? What should I do here? And a lot of times trying to get those answers is, is a little hard. Um, but going about it the other way where it's like, hey, this is what I want to do. Is this a great idea? Are you, are you cool with this? Are you going to uh, help me with this? Um, being able to receive those answers um, are a lot easier for me, at least. And I think everybody's different, obviously. Um, but I told him, I said, hey, I'm going to go home. Um, my, you know, who I was going, my mom was married at the time to someone she's not now. Uh, so her ex-husband, Chris, who was a great mentor and role model for me, um, he had all these landscape, you know, equipment that any, anything you can think of. And he's like, hey, when you come home, you know, what I can do for you is I can, you know, let you borrow a truck. And I can lend you all my landscape tools and uh, I have a little trailer that you can use. And so I said, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to go home. I'm going to start here and I want to build something. Um, and I would do, I did that every single day for like three full months, go in that park, talk to him and just repetitively ask him the same thing, tell him about the same thing and just, you know, beg for that support and that help in this plan that I, I wanted to execute. And so when I came home from my mission, um, you know, the homecoming was, not what I imagined, but it was great. And you know, came home from the airport. Everybody went off to the rooms to go take their evening nap or whatever. I think I got home on a Wednesday, so I'm like, I don't know why everybody's napping, but so I was there, left there with my suitcases, and I was just kind of swirling through stuff. And I said, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So hopped online and ordered some cards with my name. Say I'm a landscaper. So for the next week and a half, I went to every single house in my neighborhood, put a card in the door, knocked on the door, you know, try to try to get some business right. And I'd come home, get on my knees and I'd ask my father to bless my efforts. Um, because, you know, I think this is a, a known lesson in, you know, the Christian faith. And that is you, you have to do your part. You know, you can't expect God to come in and just all of a sudden have all these miracles happen just because he loves you. Like you need to show him that you're doing your part. You need to do your part and then he'll do the rest. Um, and so that's what I did. That's, I had that faith. I, you know, knew that that was going to work. And, um, oddly enough, I, I built a landscape company with some good clientele and I feel like I was pretty successful for an amateur, um, with what I had built, you know, that, that went on for about a year. Um, but what's funny to kind of look back is to know that like out of the thousands and I don't know how many people were in the neighborhood, but out of the hundreds or thousands of houses that I put this card into, not one person ever called. I never got one job in the neighborhood. 
But what I did get was jobs in all kinds of different neighborhoods. And so it was kind of interesting for me to see like, okay, you know, this is where, this is the area that I was attacking, but not one person called, but my business started to build in all these other areas um, that weren't that neighborhood. And it's just kind of funny how like, you know, you may have a plan, um, but it doesn't, right. It doesn't always go as planned. And even though it didn't go as planned, it still worked out and it worked out even better. Um, and so built a landscape company and, um, you know, from there, I'm, you know, still relying on this faith that I have to, you know, presenting this plan. And when my plan would change, or I'd, you know, add stuff to it, you know, I'd always keep presenting that, keep presenting that and keep presenting that. And so, um, everything's completely worked out. Um, it hasn't worked out exactly how I thought it was going to and or planned on it going, but it worked out and it's always worked out for the better. So I went from landscaping, met a partner, started hardscaping, learned a ton of lessons there, and then decided to start, you know, do a bathroom remodel for a friend. And then I was like, okay, I like this. And then started doing bathroom remodels, uh, for, my wife's grandpa doing stuff for him up in, you know, places that are kind of in the middle of nowhere, which was a great experience. Met some other, you know, subs that I still use now through all that. And then finally ended up getting my license and, you know, the rest is kind of history brought us all to where we are now. And, um, it's interesting. And actually this is a great question for today. Um, cause there is a, now I, I receive what we call revelation. Um, I, f- I feel like every, every child of God has a different way of receiving their answers from God or the revelation, whether they hear a voice or, you know, they focus on the way they feel for me, it's always been through scriptures. And so I always, you know, kind of communicate through scriptures. And so some of the ways that work for me is, you know, I'm able to, um, ask for some guidance or ask a question and not all the time. I want to be very clear. It's not like, it works every single time because um, sometimes the answer is no or Heavenly Father has a different plan for us. But uh, for the most part, I-, I always focus on trying to envision or have a certain scripture come to my mind. And this is kind of a, a personal, I guess, subject right now um, on this whole faith-based thing and how it's affecting my business. But I-, I feel very blessed. I feel like we're a very blessed company. I feel like everybody involved um, is very blessed. Um, I think we all have this, for, you know, similar uh, faith backgrounds and beliefs, and we're able to um, put that into our company and and really rely on that as well to help us build what we're trying to build. But as things have gotten busier, as the business has grown outstandingly, I mean, we've grown so much in two and a half, in these last two and a half years that. I mean, it's absolutely kind of insane. I don't know if it's a normal thing because I haven't seen it, but we've grown really incredibly fast um, and consider that a blessing, obviously. But with that, as that's happened, as I've had, you know, my first child, then my second child, then a miscarriage. Now my wife's pregnant again. And then I'm going through, you know, the whole adoption process or guardianship process with my younger teenage siblings and um, you know, the business has grown, we've grown, added more people. I mean, it's just been absolutely chaotic and insane. And in that, some of my good habits with my faith have kind of died down. And so just the other day, you know, some of my wife, I, you know, was asking for some guidance and stuff. And, you know, I felt like I wasn't as in tune with my faith and stuff, which always bugs me. I always hate that. Like, 
you know, I was saying my prayers daily when I first got back from a mission for the first couple of years. And then as life got busy, now it's like sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. I've always, it's always just bugged me because I know everything we have is because of our faith. Um, anyway, so going back to, you know, what I asked and I, the scripture came up to my head and, uh, it's a weird chapter that I really, it's one of my least favorite chapters. Um, I think we all may have those, some of them that are hard to read or that just kind of like are about a subject you you're like, eh, don't really like that much. But, um, it was one of those chapters. So I was like, what the heck is in here? Like I've read this book multiple times and I'm like, I know what's in these chapters. Like, well, what is in here? That's going to really, I, I was like, maybe I, I, I'm not listening right. And so open this scripture and I read the scripture and it's talking about how Heavenly Father blesses his, you know, children to prosper and they help them build, you know, all these great things, help them along the way and give them, you know, answers to their prayers and stuff. And when things are going good, the children of men forget to, you know, forget their, their father in heaven. And, um, and for God, you know, he loves us so much that he rather, you know, if we're doing too good and, and that's when we're doing good, we're not remembering him. He wants to bring us back down and humble us so that we can continue to build our relationship with him because him giving us what we want is not worth him, you know, losing us. And so he, you know, sometimes due to our decisions, we may go through good times and bad times because of that concept. And that's what I believe. And so for me, it was just like, I'd already been feeling like I wasn't doing my part of my faith again. And um, to read that scripture, it was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I need to remember that even when things are going good to make sure that I'm still keeping my faith and make sure that, um, you know, I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do that make me feel like I'm, I'm close with my heavenly father, because at the beginning, at the end of the day, like where I started and the landscape and that whole experience, I just explained that was all due to consistent, a consistent relationship that I had with my faith and my father in heaven. And then as things kind of got really good in our business, it, it seemed like I was only really remembering that when things went wrong rather than remembering it, even when things were going right. And so uh, me and my wife, you know, we, we talked about it and now we're really trying to realign our faith again and trying to make sure that we're doing what we want to do and know we should do to be able to have that great relationship with our faith. And, um, I think things are going to work out even, I mean, better. It's not necessarily why I'm doing it, but for sure, I think that's how faith really correlates is that I'm faith driven and it goes into every single thing and um, everything that we have to do with our businesses. You know, we want to be honest in the dealings with our fellow men. We want to be the best that we can be. We want to be Christ-like and, and love everybody and give and just be in all, you know, around a shining light where people can look and come and be a part of something absolutely amazing. So, I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> I think it definitely gets the uh, question answered there. You ready for the last one? Yep. Okay, so this is a more of a bonus question. Um, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. It's, it's a little personal and deep, but um, <laughs> this is from James Buchanan. So, we got a question in from our Instagram. Are you able to balance your work and home life better by, sorry, I wanted to deliver that a little different. All right, here we go. Ready? Are you able to balance your work and home life better by working the saddle mustache? <laughs> I don't know. Is it working? It looks great to me. 
I think it's funny because I'm Mexican. My wife loves Mexican. She's always have. She always has. So like for you know for me like being Mexican, I think that's one of the things she, that, that attracted her. She loves like the culture and everything, and and I obviously love it too. Um, I'm like half Mexican, so I I don't feel like like you know. I think I've been in a couple of quinceaneras, but like, I'm not going to do it for my daughter, but I do love a lot of the other culture things, um, that are, are in that. But one of the things was, you know, I always kind of wanted a mustache. And one day I remember kind of shaving my beard and I decided just to shave the beard and not shave the stash. And I walked in my, my bedroom, like, Hey babe, take a look. And she was like, you know, she's laughing about it at first. Like, I think I like that. And I was like, Oh no, does she like it? And I think I've had a mustache ever since. Uh, I think I shaved it off on accident once because I went too high. But other than that, I've had a mustache for a long time. And um, I think it works. I think I look more professional. I think when I shave, my mustache is gone, I look more like a kid. So I think clients don't trust me as much maybe. Or they're like, hey, who's this young guy? Like, why am I going to give this guy hundreds of thousands of dollars? Um, and my mustache kind of brings that in. Like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I have the experience. So I, I think I'm going to keep it, uh, James. But thanks. Uh, thanks for yeah, it, 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 yeah. Plus, my wife loves it. You know, baby number three, probably due to the stash. I'm not going to lie. So. All right, um, I gotta roll out of here. Right, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> All that for the gram, huh? For the gram. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all in all, uh, great questions, uh, fantastic, and uh, I want to hear more questions from you guys. Uh, we have a, and like I said, we have a lot of topics we can dig into. But what are you guys dealing with? What What do you guys have questions on? Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be about construction, obviously, or even business. Could just be about the home life or the balance, or it could be another question in general. Let us know what your questions are. Okay, you can go on YouTube, drop them in the comments. We pull from there, um, and we also, if you want to comment on our pictures on our social media or our posts, you can ask a question there. We're always on social media. We have someone who runs it. So they're going to be, you know, taking those questions, putting them in, you know, this folder that we have. And we want to you know, do a Q and a, uh, once or twice a month, because I think it's really important to hear the real life experiences that people are having and, and dive into those questions and really just brainstorm as, you know, as a team, all of us around us, including you guys on, you know, how to, how to solve that or how to tackle that if it's a problem or just, you know, a good discussion. So, um, you know, down if you guys look at the link in the bio, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or on YouTube, uh, there's our link tree uh, link in the bio. You'll find all of our you know social media content on there, as well as the social media content for Elder. Please, guys, if you can follow our content, um, we definitely want to show you everybody what we're doing. We're really proud of what we're doing and how we're operating, and we want to share that. We just want to share um, everything we got going on. Um, and so if you guys could please like, and also share this show, tell your friends about it, you know, send it, um, you know, just, just give it a shot. Send it to somebody, you know, that may or may not like it. doesn't matter. Just please share our show because I 100% know that, um, you know, the things that we're talking about can, can really help. And I know like the podcast I listen to, I, I just thanked, um, one of the, one of the podcasts I listened to the other day, cause I don't think, I know I don't even understand like i don't think our podcast does anything but I've, I've had people say hey thanks for you know what you're sharing which is great because you know i mean I, i'm we're all in this to help each other right and um this other podcast I was listening to i was like hey you know thank you for doing this because the amount of 
content and the amount of knowledge and just the discussions and like it's helped me through a lot this one podcast and um and that is the aft podcast which is why i got involved with brad and, and bombarded him at the gym and said hey i want i want to learn from you i want to know what you guys are doing I, you know and and that led to me going to the summit i mean his podcast is amazing. It's helped me in some tough times, helped me in great times. It's helped guide me. I mean, it's fantastic. So I'm hoping that our podcast and our discussion of what we're talking about can help you guys just like they're helping me and, you know, other podcasts have helped me as well. So please like and share the show, follow our content, um, reach out if you guys have any questions, drop your questions in the comment on social media posts. Um, and, you know, we'll pull from that. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in to the Homework Assignment Podcast and we'll we'll see you guys next time.